Love Talk Radio. Time to relax, and you know what that means. It's time to start your year off so low that it can't have anywhere else to go but up. You're listening to another episode of the Original Janksters Podcast. I'm Kevin Jank. I'm Peter Jank. Woo! We're back. And everything I do is so low. <laughs> Truth. Same here. <laughs> not a bad thing. Don't let it, don't let it get to you. I, I enjoy it. <laughs> That's the it. way to do it. Until you get yourself a, a sidekick. A little boy in short pants. <laughs> I don't know how to respond to that one. Except for I agree. <laughs> for some reason, that's the sidekick they always go to. Batman, Captain America. You can get, like, a real sidekick who could actually, like, kick some ass. No, let's get a little boy in short pants. Yep. Works every time. I'm not against it. <laughs> I guess it's just because you can tell them what to do, and they have to listen to you. Yep. I'm not against it. You don't want, like, either. a sidekick who's, <laughs> yeah. who's, like, tougher than you. That would defeat the whole purpose. <laughs> All right, well, let's pick up right where we left off last time on our last exciting yeah. episode, previously on Original Janksters. Uh, we were talking about our top albums of last year now, 2016. We made through uh, all of yeah. your lists. <laughs> oh, those, those old olden times. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. And, and we made it to my number 10 of my top 14. I'll just run through them real quick. Number 14 was The Lexicon of Love 2 by ABC. Uh, 13 was Super by the Pet Shop Boys. Number 12 was The Getaway by Red Hot Chili Peppers. Um, 11 was the, uh, Shift by The Living End. And 10 was... Uh, Life Screams by Lacey Sturm. Yes. Oh, dude, and I'm not going to lie, man. Listen to more of that. So, oh, yeah. So good. That rock song <laughs> is so good, man. I love me some rock. Oh, I know. Which one? Are you talking like the um, soldier? I love me no, some it's called soldier. rock. This one that's called rock? Really? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember that one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Let me pull up the album. I don't know. I, I didn't oh, I was gonna say album. like I right. did, um, but it is off of uh, I don't know. It's like their the one famous song that they have. well I don't know if it's a famous one, but it's definitely like a single that they have off the album. Oh, maybe it's like a B side, or maybe off a album. Maybe 
I would like to think that. <laughs> I would like to think these things. Well, let me see. I'm going to do a quick little googly search. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, but yeah, rot. Super good song, man. You definitely need to give. That oh one yeah, one. yeah, rot. Oh, I thought you were saying rock. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, rot. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, yeah. There was a video, sense. I think, for that one. There was. There certainly was. It was good, man. I liked the video, but I really liked that song. There's a bunch yeah. of good songs that they have on like there, a, too. There's a whole, like, lead-in track to that song on the album where it's just them yelling and screaming at each other. <laughs> oh, man. Like, oh. <laughs> I need to get this album. What am I doing with my life? My internet's been, like, horrible. I don't know what's been going on in the last few days, but, like, it just cuts in and out, and it's not doing what it needs to be doing. Oh, shit. As in working. It's not working. But it's, like, mostly <laughs> just on my computer. Like, on my Xbox, it's fine, but I don't know what's going on with it. It's really weird. Oh, That's weird. Yeah, like yeah. viruses? No, that's the thing, is I don't have anything that would even cause to get me viruses. But I'm not I wouldn't be surprised. Everything horrible that could happen to me these last, like, few <laughs> weeks has been happening, so who who knows? It's true. I feel like there's a gremlin in your heater and now there's a gremlin in your computer. Dude, speaking of gremlins, like where I park, there was like some candy and stuff like that. And I was like, oh, okay, there's candy on the ground. Uh, But I didn't think anything (laughs) of it for whatever reason. I was just like, yeah, whatever. But I went to go get my oil changed yesterday and they, uh, they're like, did you put candy on your engine? I was like, I don't know why I would do that. Why would I put candy on my engine? Well, you got a lot of candy on your engine. I was like, what? <laughs> so all that candy that was next to my car, apparently they're saying that mice brought it in there and because it's been so cold, they're just trying to make a little nest. And because the engine's warm and is melting the candy, they've built this nest in my car. I was like, what? Oh, shit. Like, is this a real thing? So, yeah, my my life has just been retarded these last few days, dude. Or the last few weeks. Jesus. I don't know why. <laughs> I know, man. That's what I've been saying. I've been doing a lot of prayer to Jesus. <laughs> I mean that's well, crazy I, mean, I guess I have heard of animals like trying to do that where they yeah <laughs> that's insane that's a new one especially I've never heard of them like bringing candy with them they're like I'm going to go hibernate yeah, in this engine I need, need a winter snack Jesus yeah it's been my life <laughs> well hopefully Hopefully things will get better from there. <laughs> You've got nowhere to go but up. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> now they've hopefully got all the dead rats out of your engine. I don't know what I've done wrong, but I've done apparently <laughs> something wrong in my life. It's made everybody angry and upset. Oi, vey. All right. <laughs> well, on that happy yeah, note. All right. <laughs> uh, my number nine... Uh, it's obviously uh, one of my favorite bands of all time. Um, they might be Giants. Ooh. Now, this is actually their third album that they've come out with in 2015 and 2016. Uh, basically, what they were doing is they had brought back, in 2015, they brought back Dial-A-Song, which was like their phone line that you could call in and hear like songs and stuff like that. And they kind of started doing it as an online thing as well. So like each week, they would put up a new music video. Um, and for a new song, and then basically once they had enough songs, they would make an album with those songs on there. 
so they did three of these. Two of them came out in 2015. One of them came out in 2016. Um, the, sec the middle one was kind of like a kid's album, so I kind of skipped over most of that one. <laughs> Never my favorite when they do those. <laughs> but uh, this new one, the one that came out in 2016, was called Phone Power. And uh, it's it's pretty good. It's got some, uh, definitely got a couple really good songs, some that are kind of not so much. Um, one thing I have noticed in the last couple of years, especially with their last couple of albums, is I've always been, I would say, more of a fan of John Linnell. Uh, there's obviously two Johns in They Might Be Giants. They were kind of the ones who started the whole thing. And they've gotten, a, they, uh, by the time they got to like their fourth album, they had pretty much brought in a, a, an actual backup band and stuff. But it's, it was originally the two Johns, and they're still kind of the main people. Like, they they take turns singing and that kind of thing. Um, John Linnell is, like, the skinnier dude uh, with kind of, like, weird teeth. <laughs> and yeah. uh, John Flansburg is, like, he's, like, the heavier dude with uh, glasses, and he's had, like, a weird porn stash last couple of years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but Linnell, the skinny guy, he's he's – He's the better one in my book, and that's only gotten more and more evident with these last couple of albums, like to the point where the Flansburg songs just like, eh. <laughs> I sometimes mostly skip over them a lot of the time. But uh, <laughs> there are definitely some really really good songs on here. I'm gonna play the first song on the album here, or at least part of it. Uh, it's called Apophenia, which is something. I mean, God bless they might be giants for teaching me vocabulary because I had never heard this before. <laughs> but apparently apophenia is like a psychological concept where it's the tendency that people have to uh, assign meaningful uh, results to random data. So you just like, you know, you, you, a lot of people like fall prey to this when they're gambling and stuff like that. They're like, oh, well, if it came up this way this many times, it must be due for the other one. But no, that's not the case at all. <laughs> Or if you just see random things and you, you're like, oh, okay, this must mean that. Like every huh. every girl named Kate I knew in high school was a total slut, so all Kates must be sluts. <laughs> it's like, no, you're just you're assigning meetings to these dead, like data that isn't really there. <laughs> huh. Interesting. Yeah. So it's a very good song. I kind of cut out part of the middle part because I wanted to get to the, the little bridge because the bridge is probably my favorite part. Um, but here it is. It's called Apophenia by They Might Be Giants. How could the streetlights blink on and off and spell out all your thoughts? That thing you thought you heard me say, I didn't say that thing. That is crazy. You're completely crazy. Hunched old lady holding a dog 
Classic Bay might be Giants right there. <laughs> yeah, that is very true. Very. <laughs> I love true. it. Kind of talk about like last week about how Simple Plan kind of like still singing the same songs as when they were like teenagers. Like they might be Giants still singing the same kind of songs, but <laughs> when you just I've always written about weird stuff. You can just always write about weird stuff. <laughs> That's a good point, I suppose. <laughs> That's a solid point. So it's a good way to start out. <laughs> that was my right. number yep. nine. That wasn't too bad, though. I, I do like They Might Be Giants. I'm just not a big fan as you are, for sure, but they're good. Yeah, yeah. They're. I mean, I love them. They're one of my favorite bands of all time. I've seen them a bunch live, and they're always really good. So <laughs> they do uh they do this really cool thing. They haven't, I haven't really done it the last couple times I've seen them, but they do this thing called uh, spin the dial, where they'll just turn on the radio and like go to random stations, just like troll around until they find a station that kind of comes in clear, and they'll like whatever kind of music it is, they'll start making up a song. That's kind of like what they just heard. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Actually. It's pretty great. <laughs> they're just they're they're the best. Um, all right, so my number eight uh, is going to be a punk band from Southern California called Face to Face. Uh, they're definitely one of my favorite punk bands, I would say. Uh, I first heard of them like 1994. They had a big hit called Disconnected, uh, which is a really great song. I love that song so much. And uh, they had a lot of good songs over the years. Um, they kind of took a break. Like, they had an album in 2002, and then they were kind of gone until, like, I think 2011. So they were off for a good number of years there. And the album they came back with in 2011 was amazing. Like, I loved it a lot. Then they did another one maybe, like, two, two and a half years later, and that one kind of changed up their sound a little bit, and I was not a big fan. <laughs> I was like, ugh, this is not so good. But <laughs> this year... <laughs> they came back with an album called Protection, and it's really damn good again. Um, Ooh. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to play two little clips from this. They're both uh, pretty short. They're only like 45 seconds long. Um, let's give you a little taste of two of the songs on here. Uh, one is called, the first one is See If I Care. That's all been left to do here, but clean up this Classic, classic punk right there. Uh, yeah, I like it because sure. a lot of the album seems like it's about depression, which only makes me like it more. <laughs> oh, uh, here is <laughs> here's the other one. It's got a catchy little chorus that I like. Uh, it's called "It Almost All Went Wrong." 
What's this band called again? <laughs> face to face. Huh. I wanna give them yeah. I wanna give them a go. Yeah, they're really good. Cool, actually. Um Yeah, I think you'll like them a lot. Uh I probably I'm sure I burned you the song Disconnected back in the day. And probably maybe some of the other songs too, but yeah, I definitely recommend it. And especially like um Laugh Now, Laugh Later was that album in twenty eleven. Like check that one out. There's a lot of really good songs on there. Hmm. Yeah, I'll have to give that those guys a listen. I like, I'm liking that. That's for sure. Oh yeah, <laughs> so good. I love them so much. Bobby the Boopy. Boopy Bobby the Boopy the Boopy. All right. Uh, so number seven is going to be uh, the soundtrack to the movie. Pop star, never stop, never stopping. <laughs> By the Lonely oh. Island. <laughs> oh, I love this this soundtrack. The movie was pretty good, um, but the soundtrack makes it even way better. <laughs> there was a couple songs on the soundtrack that you didn't even get to hear at all in the movie, and there were some that you barely heard a little bit in the movie. Um, but all the songs, or well, for the most part, all the songs are are really damn funny. Um, Lonely Island, obviously, they're always really good and funny. Uh, I've played, I think, some clips from some of their songs at the ends of some of our episodes in the past, like Mona Lisa, which is really funny. <laughs> he was talking about how he went to go see the Mona Lisa, and it's an overrated piece of shit. <laughs> and just singing about how ugly she is. <laughs> 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 it's pretty damn great. <laughs> there's a song where he's, like, singing about, like, equal rights, for gay people, and he just keeps saying I'm not gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> inserting, like, <laughs> inserting in things like titties, sports. <laughs> just to make it clear that he's not gay. <laughs> but uh, I'm going to play the song called Fuck Off, which was not even in the movie, but it's really good and really funny. And I think I played this when I was when we were out in Washington, but it's just a good song. Uh Fuck off by Lonely Island. Hey yo, this one's dedicated to all the little kids out there whose parents are always riding them. Telling you to do your homework, never letting you eat dessert, and making you go to bed before you're ready. But listen, the next time they're acting bogus, I want you to try this out. Stand up on your tippy toes, look them dead in the eye, and say, Mom, Dad, you can both
kids out there got a teacher that's always riding them, saying, don't eat paste. Don't talk during nap time. Well, the next time your teacher's being a grump of stories, stand tall, look them dead in the eye, and say, teacher, could you help me out and just That's pretty funny, actually. I like that. <laughs> it's a touching song with good advice for all the children out there. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> off. the way they say, oh, oh, oh. Fuck says off like that, but I love it. <laughs> and there's just some really great stuff in there. I think later on they talk about, like, they hope you suffocate on a dog's dick. <laughs> So good. Just some creative, creative cursing. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But yeah, the whole whole soundtrack is pretty funny as hell. Uh, There's a song called I'm a Karate Guy. It was basically supposed to be about like the uh, the Andy Samberg character before he went solo. He was in like a boy bandish thing almost. And they had this song called I'm a Karate Guy. And it's just the stupidest thing ever. But it's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> I don't know why I don't listen to Lonely Island. I need to get into that. Yeah, they really, they're hilarious. <laughs> One of the funniest bands around. Hmm. Um, I don't know. Apparently, I've just been stupid all of my life. <laughs> or just silly, as we might learn in this next song. <laughs> oh. Because uh, the next one is going to be my number six album for 2016. Is. Uh, what the fuck was the name of the album? Uh, I think it's Rockingham by Nerf Herder, who we talked about oh. a little bit ago with that Boner for Christmas song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. They're good, like classic pop punk uh, stuff. And they, this one, I feel like they embrace their nerdy side even more than they ever have before. Uh, there's a song about at, called At the Con, which is all about going to, like, Comic-Cons. And it's totally going to be my, like, theme song for every trip to Comic-Con every year from now on. Um, there's a song called Ghostbusters 3, which is all about how, like, um, just how you and me is never going to happen just like Ghostbusters 3. <laughs> you can blame it on Bill Murray. <laughs> There's like a there's a Star Wars song, there's a Doctor Who song, uh, there's some other just really cool nerdy stuff. Oh, they introduced there's a whole song that's like love song to this uh, YouTube singer named Allie Gertz, who I'd never heard of, okay. but I listened to this song and I'm like, okay, I like this. I want to hear. I'm gonna check this Allie Gertz girl out, and she's actually pretty good and she's hot as hell. And uh, oh. like, so I, I'm a fan now. So they introduced me to her, which is pretty cool. And uh, that song, there's a part in the middle where he's like, he's talking to, you know, Stephen Hawking, supposedly, and just giving Stephen Hawking shit when Stephen Hawking's like, you're too old for this, girl. It's like, <laughs> take your stupid speaking spell and get out of here. 
<laughs> like, oh, it's classic. It's hilarious. <laughs> but the song that I'm going to play a little clip of here comes from a song that I think will have a lot of meaning to, uh, to you and me because we both used to be huge Weezer fans back in the day. Um, yeah. This is a song called We Opened for Weezer. Um, and I'm going to play a little part that there's a part where they talk about a guy from Rolling Stone. And I like to always think in my head, I replaced the, the guy from Rolling Stone with Silly Peter Jank. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> It'll all make sense once you hear the song. We opened for Weezer. It was a dream come true. Our video was playing on the MTV, too. Right about the time that Buffy started playing, we were on tour. school name drops with uh, talking about when Matt Sharp was still in the band and all that stuff. Yeah, Michael I know. Carly. <laughs> Butterfly song giving everyone shivers. Yeah. Oh, man. I do. Love it. That's some good stuff there. I like that. <laughs> yeah. It's even got that little, like, the little bridge guitar solo there. It kind of sounds like old school Weezer, which I like. Yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Where, <laughs> where, where have the times gone? I know. Why did they have to go so horribly south? <laughs> Damn it. Damn you, Rivers. I know you still got it in you somewhere. Come back to us, Rivers. Come back to us. I don't know why he has to be so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was aliens. Why? Some kind of conspiracy. Cuomo? Why? Why? Cuomo, why? Because his last name is Cuomo. (laughs) You can only hold out for so long with a weird name like that. That's true. Very true. Oh, man. Good times. (laughs) All right. Now, my number's Five and number four, I mean, these I kind of have a tough time picking which one's four and five, but I'm just going to pick one and go with it. Uh, just I think it'll make it more interesting to do it this order. 
Um, number five is going to be our one crossover, California by Blink-182. Huh. Yeah, I figured. I figured it, I figured it was going to be yeah. on here. <laughs> it had to be. Like I said, it's in that four or five area, but I think it's just better if we do it in this order, but... It it was obviously I really like this album. Um, I really like having Matt Skiba around. I think he's definitely bringing good things to the table, um, and I just enjoyed it all the way around for the most part. Um, song I'm gonna play uh, is kind of the one that reminds me most of old school Blink One Eighty Two, like the most the thing that sounds most like old school Blink One Eighty Two that I've heard in many many years because they kind of <laughs> fell off the map of doing that kind of music. So I was definitely happy to hear this one. Uh, it's called She's Out of Her Mind. Ooh. Oh, yeah. I said settle down, settle down, everything is fine. Take your eyes off the floor. She said no, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not all right. I lost my head on the door. I was close between that and Los Angeles because they're both really good songs, but I just, I love how, how classic Blink sounding this is. I think they even seem to recognize it because they did a, did you see the music video for this song? Oh, I don't think I have actually, surprisingly. Oh shit. It's basically just a recreation of the What's My Age Again music video, except with girls oh. playing them instead of. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yep. seen it. <laughs> But you can't really complain about that. That's true. <laughs> and there's just naked ladies running around town. Yep, I'm okay with this. Yeah, everyone's this a good gonna... decision. <laughs> yep. <laughs> this is so much better than the original version. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a great song. I love it. The whole album is pretty damn good for the most part. And I'm excited to hear these extra tracks that you see are coming out. Oh, I know. Yes. I cannot wait. It's driving me nuts not knowing that it's not out yet. <laughs> I just want to know a date. Even if it's not, you know, tomorrow, I just want to know when it's coming. I know. I know. I'm with you. <laughs> and I want it to be a correct one. Unlike, remember how we're like, oh, yeah, it's coming out in April, the album. And that was like, oh, now it's July something. Like, yeah, that was it. stupid. <laughs> that was so frustrating. 
That was pretty He's like, all right, any day why. now. <laughs> <laughs> yep. But Jerk. we got it eventually. And now it's on our top yeah. ten. <laughs> oh, it's so glorious. <laughs> all right. Uh, so my number four, then, is going to be... Um, the album is called Love You to Death by the band Tiga, uh, Tegan and Sarah. <laughs> oh, good names. call on that. Yeah. Like, they started out, I mean, they've been around for a good long while, uh, and they were very much, like in the early days, they were just kind of a singer-songwriter, very acoustic guitar kind of oriented type deal. And yeah. then something happened, like with their last album, where they started going a lot more like synthesizer heavy and kind of like uh, became like a synth pop kind of thing almost. And uh-huh. you wouldn't think I would enjoy that, but I think I like it more than what they used to be. <laughs> like I do, li- I like do like some of their older songs, but I think I like this new era of Tegan and Sarah much better for some reason. I think it's because it, it sounds <laughs> very 80 to me. Uh. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I could have something to do with it. Yeah, it probably. definitely feels very uh <laughs> very eighties to me, which I uh, which I like. Oh. <laughs> I uh I think I originally like I'd only really heard of them kinda because Alkaline Trio did a cover of one of their songs at one point, so I listened to that song. And um, then No Effects at a certain point wrote a song kind of about uh, an incident where Mike met one of them backstage at a show, and he's not sure which one because he was on so many drugs at the time. And he was just basically being a creep and asking weird questions the whole time. Because, <laughs> like, they're, uh, Tina and Sarah are twin sisters. They're from Canada, and they're both lesbians. <laughs> So he was just asking all kind of weird questions and being a, basically a drunk idiot the entire time. And uh, it's a very funny song. And uh, it's basically, it's, they kind of, I guess, took real offense to it. Like, I think they're very mad about the song, even though it's really not, there's nothing in there that makes fun of them. It's all him making fun of himself for being this fucking, you know, fucked up asshole. <laughs> yeah. But... <laughs> But I think they are, were not too happy about that song. But <laughs> I still enjoy them anyway. Uh, I saw them at Riot Fest a couple of years ago, and they did a couple of songs off that new album, and I was like, oh, I like this. So I checked out that album, and I checked out this new album they came out with this year. Um, there's kind of like the three songs that I'm like, oh, these are definitely the best three songs. So I'm just going to p- kind of play the choruses. It's a one mega clip of the three choruses. Um, it's only about a minute 45 so it's about the size of a normal song clip. Um, where is it? Okay, there it is. Yeah, so it's the three choruses, you'll definitely be able to tell the breaks, you know, between each song. Um, the first one is called Boyfriend. Apparently it's about, I forget which one, I think it's Sarah. Like she was kind of seeing this girl who had a boyfriend, but she was kind of, you know, getting with Sarah on the side. Uh and she you know, felt weird about that, I guess. Uh, and then there's another, the next one is going to be called BWU, which I guess is like, you know, text code for be with you. And then the last oh. one is dying to know. Uh, those are like the three songs. That, as soon as I heard this album, I was like, oh, man, these, these are like 
three just perfect like synth pop songs. So um oh, I'm here they, I do like these. <laughs> yeah, they're cool. I like them. got the choruses of each of them because uh, I didn't want to make the clip 8 million years long. <laughs> good call. But, yeah, I like them a lot. They're really good, and since they're identical twin sisters, they can actually, like, you know, do their own backup vocals, essentially. <laughs> Just kind of cool. That's true. That's a solid <laughs> point. Yeah. So it works out. And you see them, like, acoustically, they're very good. Even doing, like, these newer songs, when they do, like, acoustic versions, they're, like, amazing. And they, I love them so much. So, uh, Love You to Death by Tegan and Sarah. That's my number four. Um, now, two and three, I had the same kind of issue where I was like, all right, what order do I put these in? Um, but I think, again, I'm just going to go with, with an order. <laughs> um my number three is going to be, technically it's two albums, two EPs, essentially. Um, the band Guttermouth, uh, they're one of my favorite punk bands for sure. Uh, they, have, they haven't done anything since like 2006, and uh, they finally came back. I think the band has mostly been reformed, so it's mostly just the, uh, the, the lead singer and a bunch of new people. Uh, and this is the band that I think we talked about when we did our uh, top bands, where the lead singer kind of looks like a spazzy version of Uncle Mike. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they came back with two EPs. Uh, they're both six songs each, so basically it's one album between the two of them, essentially, a 12-song album. Uh, I just found out about the second one the other day, actually. Like, I think I just 
didn't even know that came out was one until I guess it came out in November, and I just found out about like literally like Wednesday. <laughs> I was like, oh huh. shit. <laughs> but uh, one of them is called I've Got It Made. That's the one that came out a couple months back. And then the one that just came out was New Car Smell. Uh, so like I said, between the two, it's basically one full, you know, full-length album. Um, I'm going to play a little bit of two of the songs. Uh, they're not super long clips, but they're good. Uh, one is first one is going to be called Freckles the Pony. does some cool stuff where I, I always love in songs when they kind of like they build it towards they're going to say something you know offensive or you know like a swear word or something but then they ch- change to something else kind of like the air is getting slippery by Primus <laughs> which is like yeah. every time they're about to say fuck it's like forgive me if I hesitated, hesitated. <laughs> I always love that and it's not like Guttermouth is, uh, you know, afraid to say swear words, because most of their other songs are filled with it. <laughs> so it's kind of interesting. They do something a little different. Their name is Guttermouth, after no. all, so they like to just... <laughs> They're basically there to be offensive. That's a good point. <laughs> I think they've had a lot of trouble at some shows, and <laughs> I think they've gotten kicked off a Warped Tour or two for uh oh, like issues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mike, you shit. rascal! <laughs> he got kicked out of the Trump rally. <laughs> Which he did go to for some reason. I don't know why. Oh, he did. <laughs> I believe so. That's what I heard, anyway. <laughs> Good for him. Good for him. <laughs> it's a rumor. <laughs> Unconfirmed. <laughs> but uh, the second song is uh, it's called "Old Man," and I just I love the chorus. It's just it's so great. It's just basically about like an old man singing to his uh, to his son from his deathbed. Uh, and here we go. Son, it's your dad, and I'm running in this bed. When you were a kid, I kept you on your head. I know you think it's hard, cause I'm in no part. Thought you've been in it. great 
<laughs> I love that chorus. Your wife is an inbred who married an idiot. It's no surprise that your kids are deformed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so Just classic. Good. <laughs> Just classic right there. <laughs> it's the kind of thing I hope my dad will say to me on his deathbed. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, shit. (laughs) All right. Uh, So my number two, uh, I've got another one of my favorite punk bands of all time. It's been a good year for for punk band comebacks. Um, The Descendants. I own a shit ton of Descendants uh, shirts and and other clothing. (laughs) So uh, they're definitely one of my favorites. They're uh, old school. Uh, Definitely, like, they were big in, like, the mid-'80s, I would say. They came out with a couple albums real fast, and then um, their lead singer kind of – he became a, a biologist, like a researcher in, uh, you know, like sciences and stuff like that. So he kind of took a break, um, and the rest of the band kind of went on as, as calling themselves all. Um, but the Descendants would come back every once in a while. Like he would, you know, take a break or something, and they would record an album. Like they stopped in, I think, like 1988 – and they've basically come out with one album a decade for <laughs> since then. Like, there's one in 96, then 2004, and then finally now 2006. So it's 12 years since their last album. And they finally Jesus. got a new one. Yeah. <laughs> it's taken a while. But they've been, they've been doing some shows the last couple of years. Uh, like, I've seen them at Riot Fest uh, a good three or four times. Um, and... Uh, I think, like, I guess Milo, he's the lead singer. He has actually quit his job, I think, to focus on the music full time. So maybe there will be some more uh, in the next couple of years. There might be some more more Descendants songs coming our way now that they're kind of focused on it. What's his actual job? He was like, he was, uh, I think he was teaching at some point about science, and he was also just like a like a biologic like biology researcher or something. He's got like a PhD and like microbiology or something like that? It's fucking nuts. Sounds about right. Most punk, most punk yeah. rock people do. It's ridiculous. It's, it's crazy. They do. There are some very smart people in punk rock, which only makes me like it more. I like it only if you have a PhD. If you don't have a PhD, get out of here. You don't know real punk. Simple plan to see your credentials. High school diploma Get out of here Just don't talk to me Leave me alone Because I don't want to go to bed (laughs) Yeah it sounds about right We're coming out of you (laughs) But yeah one of the other interesting things About this band is uh, This album was no exception That uh, the uh, the songs are written by basically all of the band members to kind of take turns writing songs, it seems like. Like, I want to say the actual main songwriter is Bill Stevenson, the drummer, which is kind of unusual. But they all pretty much, you know, I guess have, have um, you know, a couple songs on each album that are theirs. Even when there were other people in the band, you know, before some of these other people joined, like, there were some songs that were written by them. And you can definitely kind of tell, like, oh, this sounds like... <laughs> very different from the other songs that they did like later on. So it's like, Oh, okay. Some dude who was only there for that album wrote it. That makes sense. <laughs> but, 
this one is just it's like that too where i think it just it works kind of nicely though because you get a bunch of different viewpoints and stuff so i All like right. it for that if nothing else um <laughs> so i'm gonna play <laughs> two clips uh first one is is a it's a really good song uh obviously i relate to it a lot uh it's it's basically about you know not being so much so good with people in real life or anything like that but you know, on paper, you look good. <laughs> but then you get there and you just fuck it all up. Uh, it's called On Paper by The Descendants. I mean no harm, but I've got the charm of a murdering serial raper. <laughs> so, yeah, That's good. know how that goes. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. <laughs> the uh, the other song I'm going to play is uh, called Spineless and Scarlet Red, and I just I really like uh, Milo's vocals on this. I think they're probably their best. Um, so here it is, Spineless and Scarlet Red. Scarlet Red is all that's left of us. A room where no one is seen remains. Still far the best is all return to grace. So why give anything to turn back these idle hands of shame? So let the rain come down. Let the Kind of, I think, got the whole pop punk thing going back in the day. Like, 
I know a lot of people, like, on this documentary I was watching, like, Mark Hoppus was on there. He said they were one of his, you know, favorite bands, one of his big influences when he was growing up and that kind of thing. But I like them a lot. Well, that kind of makes sense. Yeah. I think I burned some of their songs for you back in the day, probably, like, um, When I Get the Time, Maybe Christmas Vacation. Hmm. Yeah, probably. <laughs> I know I've had a couple of these CDs. I mean, I, I'm not a huge Descendants fan by any means. But yeah, yeah. pretty neat, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, they're one of my favorites. And this, I mean, like I so said, between this album and uh, there's like a little EP that kind of came out at the same time. Uh, so it's just probably 20 new songs. And so it's like a lot to take in. <laughs> but a lot of them are really good. So. Hmm. Uh, the oh, the new album is called. Yeah. New album is called Hypercaffeum Spazinate, which is a pretty great title. I love it. I guess, like, um, <laughs> I think it's actually a real thing, supposedly, that Milo created, you know, in his, you know, biological research. He cre- they're, yeah. like, they're big coffee freaks, um, and they, like, love caffeine. So he created, like, a version of caffeine that's, like, even more potent <laughs> and gets you even, like, spazzier. <laughs> it gives you more energy. And I guess we call it hypercaffeine spazinate. <laughs> and they're actually making it as coffee. <laughs> that's awesome. It's <laughs> uh, so good. I love it. <laughs> All right. Finally time for my number one album, 2016. I know. I don't know what Oh yeah! Once you hear, you'll be like, "Oh, of course." <laughs> it was it was a clear front runner once I heard it because it was it was a damn good album. The album is called First Ditch Effort" by No Effects. Oh, <laughs> yeah! Coming. <laughs> first Ditch Effort, so good. Uh, although actually, that's the First Ditch Effort song. Not, it's probably my least favorite on the whole album. <laughs> they probably did that on purpose. <laughs> yep, it's a conspiracy. <laughs> but it's a very, it's a really good album, and it's kind of a little bit of a departure from, I would say, their normal sound in the last couple of albums. Yeah, but in a, in a good way, a way that works. Um, there's definitely, I think, a lot of stuff going on with them, and especially with Fat Mike himself. Um, that kind of influenced all this. Like, two albums before this was their album Coaster, which most of the songs were basically about, you know, being a complete alcoholic and how much he loved doing drugs and this kind of stuff. <laughs> but as of, I guess, like, you know, the last year or so, he has been trying to get sober. Oh, wow. So, yeah, <laughs> he's finally decided that he has to uh, to try to get sober. Um, which I'll get into a little bit in a little bit, kind of why that happened, I, I guess. Um, so a lot of this album is kind of about that, like trying to get sober and, you know, drying out and that kind of stuff like that. Um, some other, you know, interesting songs. There's always – one thing I love about No Effects is they always do a lot of just random goofy stuff. Uh, there's like <laughs> – there's an album called Sin Nancy on there, which is – it's just fucking great if you know, like, your 80s history. <laughs> um, do you know much about the Sex Pistols? Uh, no. I just know that they're a punk band. Yeah. 
they're definitely one of like the you know the biggest punk bands from the early days. Like I would say them, the Clash, and the Ramones are like the you know the main grandfathers of punk, if you want to say. Um, but <laughs> they were kind of the most punk in that they just didn't give a fuck, and like they really didn't care about musicianship. <laughs> and, uh, so basically, their bass player quit early on, and they needed a new bass player. So they just kind of brought in one of their buddies named Sid Vicious. Um, just because he looked like a punk, pretty much, and I think he kind of played drums, but he didn't play the bass at all. <laughs> and they're like, oh, all right, you're a new bass player. <laughs> and, you know, he kind of tried, but, you know, he wasn't necessarily that good. Um, and he was just basically a big drug addict and stuff. And he got hooked up with, yeah. a, uh, with a groupie named Nancy Spungin. Um, <laughs> and so they... <laughs> they like, kind of got married, and, you know, they were both basically just druggies, and just, you know, leading each other down dark paths, and then the band totally fell apart, and Sid Vicious kind of went, tried to do his own thing. He, like, tried to go solo, but no one really wanted him to play there. They're like, you, you're not really getting good. <laughs> like, we don't, no one really <laughs> wants to see you solo. <laughs> he did, like, a really cool cover of uh, My Way by Frank Sinatra, though. <laughs> and there's an interesting video of that song that you should check out, uh, where he's, like, kind of singing on stage and all these, like, posh, you know, rich, upper-crust people are in the audience clapping and stuff like that. And then he just, like, pulls out a gun and starts shooting them. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah, they just kind of kept spiraling downward, and eventually they were, you know, really drugged up one night, and then Sid Vicious woke up to find her body in his, you know, hotel room. Uh, she had been stabbed multiple times, apparently. Jesus. And he was arrested for the crime, um, but then he got out on bail, and they really, to this day, have no idea who really, what actually happened, like, if he did it or not. A lot of the theories seem to say that it probably wasn't him, that it might have been this, this other, you know, guy who was on drugs who kind of broke in and was taking shit and just happened to knife her on the way kind of thing. Um, but he was, you know, he was out on bail, and then he, his mom scored him some drugs, and he OD'd and died. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite a story. So, I mean, he obviously couldn't ever really weigh in on it after this, so uh, they both kind of, you know, went out very quickly there. And uh, so this song, Sid Nancy, is not actually about him and this Nancy Spongin. <laughs> It's kind of positing a whole conspiracy theory about, like, Sid Vicious and Nancy Reagan. <laughs> oh. And about how they were having an affair and, like, kind of like just how, like, uh, how the J how JFK supposedly had Marilyn Monroe killed to cover up their affair. <laughs> they think that this whole Sid and Nancy, like, the whole, uh, you know, Sid Vicious's death was all part of a plot by the, you know, the government to make sure that this affair never came out. <laughs> What the fuck? It's, yeah, I don't. They're not serious about it at all. It's all just a big joke, but it's, it's funny as hell. Even when they talk about like the, like Hinckley, the guy who took a shot at Reagan, but you know he, he didn't kill him. He always claimed he was yeah. doing it for Jodie Foster, so he could be like on a he could be famous, and then she would respect him, kind of thing, and then she would fall in love with him. But they're they're saying in the song like he didn't really do it for Jodie Foster. He was a Pistols fan and a punk rocker. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's great. <laughs> so weird. <laughs> so they do some really cool, funny stuff like that. Uh, there's a song called I'm a Transvest Light, which Fat Mike is talking about how apparently he likes to cross-dress. 
which he has done in a couple of shows in recent years, which, I mean, a lot of bands end up doing that, it seems like. But he's like, he's like yeah, I've kind of always wanted to do this since I was, like, 13. <laughs> but I didn't have the balls to, like, do it. <laughs> Even though the punk scene's kind of open-minded, like, I didn't have enough self-esteem for this kind of thing. But he's like, oh, now I just don't fucking care. <laughs> That's so weird. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> but it, it's very strange, but I love it anyway. It's just, it, they're really funny, and Fat Mike just, he writes great lyrics. Um, so I'm going to play two songs for you. Um, one is called Oxymoronic. Uh, this is a great song, especially the end. Oh, like, just wait for the end. The end is whole fucking hilarious. Uh, it's kind of, it's all about the drug industry, like the pharmaceutical drug industry and how they're, you know, kind of ruining America and stuff like that. And, uh, how basically, you know, the, the pharmacists are basically the new drug dealers. Um, and so it kind of takes, he, he kind of takes a bunch of like drug names and makes puns with them and stuff, which is really pretty cool. But uh, definitely stay tuned for the ending. Cause the, the thing at the end is, is the best. <laughs> and oh, here it is called oxymoronic. should be used as directed. You should call your doctor if you experience pubic hair growth on your face or neck. In rare cases, oxymoronic has been known to cause patients to regain unconsciousness, take both sides of an argument, and polygamy. Other side effects may include a sexual attraction to windows, eyeball growth, trash can envy, tongue expansion, considering yourself the most interesting person in the room, spinal retraction, subtle driving, a frowny smile, pigeon coupon collecting, and playing basketball. In more severe cases, some patients have experienced sharding as a daily ritual, obsession with average results, liking people you never did before, clown fighting, and growth of extra holes. Ask your doctor about oxymoronic today. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> I love that ending. That is pretty awesome. I kind of cl- cut that clip up a little bit to you know get to the ending there, but <laughs> it's just so good. Growth of extra holes, growing pubes on your face. <laughs> <laughs> I've been playing basketball is one of the side effects. <laughs> That's one you got to watch out for. <laughs> like, I think that video was actually on Funny or Die this year. So, uh, <laughs> pretty good. Um, That's awesome. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, I really like it. I like all the little puns, all the Zen explanations and all that with the drug names. It's It's just a great song. Um, yeah, no, the other yeah, one, no, no. Um, yeah, it's pretty great. It's just I love No Effects because they're so clever with their stuff, which is is really good. 
Um, now the other song I'm going to play, I'm going to play most of it because it's, it's just so damn good. Uh, it's called, I'm so sorry, Tony. Um, and basically this song is about Tony Sly, uh, who was the lead singer of the band, no use for a name. Um, who uh-huh. you would mostly probably remember from the song, uh, why doesn't anybody like me? Okay. I'll take your word on it. Yeah. You remember that song, right? Like, doesn't anybody know. like me? I don't understand. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah. Yeah, it was a great song. Uh, so, yeah, No Use for a Name was a, a punk band. They've been around for a long time. They were on Fat Mike's, um, you know, uh, record label for the longest time. Like, since basically they started, I think, they were pretty much always on Fat Records. Um so they were obviously, you know, had a really tight relationship with him. And Fat Mike and him have been friends for a long, long, long time. Uh, they were very close and stuff like that. And in 2012, I believe, Tony Sly died while on the road. He was doing, like, a solo tour uh, at the time. And Damn. I tried finding it online, but he was only, like, 41 years old. But there was never really a cause of death released, like, to the public. Um, but supposedly he was on a bunch of painkillers for his back at the time. Um, so I'm assuming it was either some kind of an OD or like and some kind of you know, drugs mixed together kind of thing, or he just, or it was suicide. Like maybe all the the meds just drove him to suicide. Um, but clearly, I mean, he was a young dude, so it's just it's very it's a really sad thing. Um, and it, it obviously hit Fat Mike really hard. Um, I think that's basically why he is now trying to sober up is because he has seen what happened to Tony and he doesn't, doesn't want to go through it, you know, doesn't want to do that to his child and that kind of thing. So, um, so I think that's also why that, that oxymoronic song, like why it's taking such a hard, <laughs> uh, you know, hard nose against the, uh, the drug industry. Since it sounds yeah. like the painkillers have something to do with it. So uh, he's clearly, I mean, I saw them uh, probably a year and a half ago, the house of blues. And uh, they were doing this big, like, you know, 25th, I think, anniversary for his music label, Fat um, Records. And they were, like, a bunch of the bands were doing Tony Sly songs because they did a, you know, a tribute album uh, to kind of raise money for, I think, the family, um, where basically they all these different punk bands would pick one of his songs, either his solo acoustic songs or the No Use for a Name songs, and they would kind of cover it. Um, and when No Effects was doing their set, like, kind of towards the end, uh, they were doing um, their, the one they had done, the shortest pier, and like Fat Mike just kind of started crying during it, and like he literally the rest of the show like didn't seem to recover very well, like he was Jesus. he still just kind of seemed like he was crying, and I mean this is a guy who normally is just ripping into the crowd the whole time, <laughs> like making fun of people and you know having a good time, but he I mean it clearly was was hurting him, so. He's clearly, uh, you know, still on his mind. Um, and so this song is kind of, you know, a bit of a, you know, eulogy, I guess, for Tony Sly, uh, who was a good friend of his. And uh, it's just a really, really good, sad song um, that I just, I really like a lot. Uh, it's called I'm So Sorry, Tony. I never heard a bad word about it. I never heard a bad melody.
can't find any photographs of us because it's weird to take photos with your best friends because you don't think that you'll never see them again. talking about like <laughs> it's weird to take photos with your best friends because you'll never you never think that you're never going to see them again just like yeah, jesus exactly. christ uh, that's that that a good song <laughs> it is it, i like it a lot um yeah it's it's just a great song um one of their best i'd say uh definitely one of the most emotional and just really hits you um, and at the end, the very end of the show, I'm going to play the outro. Uh, it's going to be the end of the last song on the album called Generation Z, uh, which is basically the end of the song, like after the main part of the song. It's kind of, it's also a very haunting kind of thing where they're talking about like, uh, the whole song kind of about like how our children might be the last ones who think of this planet as a good place to live because <laughs> we're fucking it up so much. <laughs> Yeah. And so at the end, there's just this whole part where like this lady is kind of reading this poem, and uh, like I guess there's there's these background singers yelling Generation Z, and I guess those background singers are uh, Fat Mike's daughter and Tony Sly's daughter. Uh, so it's good that you know they he's kind of keeping the family close and that kind of thing. So, huh? But we'll hear that at the very end of the show. Stay tuned. <laughs> All right. All right. Sounds good. Oh, yeah. So, you ready to do some Spider-Man casting? Yes. I was born ready. I'm trying to look up that no effects <laughs> CD because that sounded good. Yeah. So sorry, Tony, is the song. Yeah, that, that like line it. is just, that's that's killer. Right there. <laughs> it is. It is. I think we both know what that's like. Yeah. Yep. That is for certain. <sighs> Boy. All right. Well, let's let's kick it off, man. Let's kick it off. Let's stop thinking. Yeah. It's a new year. <laughs> it is. Last I checked. Unless they revoked it. Yep. Yep. <laughs> they no, demanded a recount, they have, but... and it's now 2016 again. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no Damn more. I was praising David Bowie yesterday. Praising him. Ah, <laughs> uh, poor David Bowie. Only we can go back David to 2015 Bowie. instead of going forward. <laughs> we should be able to pick if we want to go back a year or forward a year. 
All right. Well, well uh, who do you want to do first? Uh, well, you choose this the first, is, uh, and then we'll talk about them. Okay. Uh, we're going to do kind of what we did. We've done this with a couple of things in the past, uh, like the Batman villains, that kind of thing. Um, we're going to come up with our – each throw, put forth a choice for a certain Spider-Man villain as who we think should play them, and then we'll kind of narrow it down to one. Uh, it's not, you know, from two to one, so it's not a massive <laughs> narrowing down process. But um, all right. Did you do Morbius, Michael Morbius, the living vampire? Nope. I saw him, but I had no idea anything about him, so I wouldn't be able to really attach <laughs> a person to him. It's true. I went with Johnny Depp because he just looks like him. <laughs> and he's got that weird kind of European-ness Ooh, to him. Good call. Good call. He did <laughs> kind of look like him. Yep. <laughs> I totally see that as a Johnny Depp right there. Yep. Okay, I can see that. All right. Uh, who do you want to do? Uh, let's do, I guess, Chameleon. Okay. Um, I what do you got? Cillian Murphy. Okay, I can see that. I went with yeah. Josh Stewart, uh, who played Arkin in The Collector and The Collection. Ooh, good call. Yeah, I was reaching deep on that one. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. I'm glad that you went that way because I love both those movies. <laughs> They're pretty damn good. I don't know why they don't they don't get enough love. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't even remember the first one coming out in theaters. I think it came out in theaters when I was in Iraq, so I definitely don't oh, remember shit. that. Because <laughs> I saw the second one not even realizing there was a first one. <laughs> oh, that's right. You told me that. Which is hilarious. Yeah, I was like, what the? <laughs> it's kind of, it's already been captured. Like, when did this happen? I just thought that was kind of like backstory, <laughs> but I'm like, oh, there was actually a movie about this. <laughs> oh, they're going to tear the scene on this. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they kind of do it in the first one with that other guy who's in the box. You don't really oh, find out how true. he got there. <laughs> So it could have been like that, but <laughs> that's hilarious, actually. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, <That's> so <laughs> we got Killian Murphy versus Josh Stewart. Oh, Killian, is that how you say his name? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I don't know. I'll never know. I feel like it is, but <laughs> I'm not Irish enough Started for this. With Crazy European names. <laughs> Why couldn't his name just be Carl? <laughs> Carl Murphy. <laughs> That's a good strong actor name right there. <laughs> um. All right. What do you I, got I'd go either way on this one. You want to go Killian Murphy? Killian slash Cillian? I don't know. Well, yeah, it's just against Flash really. I don't know because I really do love Arkin, but I do like I like <laughs> both of them very much. So, um, I kind of want to go Arkin on this one just because I don't think he gets enough love. That's true. He needs more work. <laughs> he does. Let's give it to him. <laughs> Even though this isn't going to be a huge role because the chameleon basically, you know, he like is a shapeshifter, <laughs> so he changes right. into other people. So he probably won't be in it that it's much, fine. but. 
<laughs> He's still getting money. We, we, but we'll know we'll know who it is, you know, inside. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> all right. Beneath it all. <laughs> all right. Who do you got next? <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. I got the rhino. Want to do the rhino? Sure. This is a weird one. You're probably not going to like my choice. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It took a long time for me. Is to it Dakota Fanning? <laughs> no, but it's damn near close. <laughs> All right. Well, I went with Brock Lesnar. You know, I think WWE almost everybody online would think fighter. Brock Lesnar. Yeah, he's enormous, he would be and I was like, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I almost went Brock Lesnar, but I was like, you know what? Let's go Jonah Hill. Of course, the fat person. <laughs> yeah, I feel like he should be playing a villain named the Hippo. <laughs> I, think, I think Brock Lesnar takes the cake on this one, but Jonah Hill. Very that would be an entertaining one for sure. <laughs> I mean, he's he's definitely become more versatile. Yeah, he's very actually very versatile. <laughs> Surprisingly so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would be interesting. <laughs> Good call, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you want to do next? <laughs> uh, I'm just picturing this. Do... It amuses me. I know, I know, I know. It, does. it amuses me too. Um, how about the hunter? Oh, Craven the Hunter? Huntsman. Yeah. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever Craven the Hunter. Is. Yeah. Oh, I I would I love I would love to see a Craven movie. Uh especially if they do Craven's Last Hunt. Like that was just a fucking great storyline right there. It was basically like during Spider Man wearing the black like costume. And uh like Craven I think it was he was kinda dying slowly. So he decided he was, you know, he's he's had it up to here like Spider-Man is his great prey that has always eluded him so he goes after him hardcore and like he shoots Spidey in the face with a shotgun essentially <laughs> and he's like oh fuck he's dead and then he takes Spider-Man's costume and like makes his own makes his own version of Spider-Man's costume and goes around dressed like Spider-Man just beating the shit out of criminals <laughs> basically Jesus. becoming the spider <laughs> but then you That's find so out amazing. that Spider-Man's not actually dead he uh, he just got shot with like a stun, you know, blast from the shotgun, whatever that means. <laughs> it's like a shotgun. <laughs> and so he crawl, has to crawl his way out of a grave, essentially, kind of like Kill Bill style. And uh, yeah. then he goes after Craven, and uh, he manages to like, you know, I think stop him. But then Craven like grabs a shotgun and blows his own brains out at the end. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that would be a great movie. <laughs> the kid would love it. Great for all ages. <laughs> A family picture. <laughs> all right. Well, all cool right. Who got. do you got for Craven? I got uh, Jeffrey D. Morgan. Oh my God! So do I. <laughs> no way. Yep. Swear to God. <laughs> We He's perfect. <laughs> yep. 
I agree. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I saw a picture of the dude, I was like, oh yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be more, or uh, it's gonna be Jeffrey D. Morgan on this one. Yep. (laughs) He's got the facial hair. He's got the hair. I know. He's. We know he's a badass. I I saw this movie this year called. uh, Desierto, where he was basically like a a guy living in the Southwest, and he would like go and hunt Mexicans that were trying to, you know, get over the border. <laughs> of course. So he's already he's plays a good hunter. <laughs> well, that makes sense to me, though. Yep, we're unanimous on this one. Yep. All right. Good. Good. We've done it then. We've done it. <laughs> <laughs> All righty. Uh, success. Who do you got next? Um, let's see. How about Scorpion? Oh, damn it. I did not do Scorpion. I don't know why. Oh, I saw him too, and I was like, <laughs> I, I put it, I was going to put him on the list. I was like, all right, well, let me see if I can try to think of somebody real quick. And then I completely forgot about him. Dang. Yeah, Scorpion. He was uh, he was kind of like a like a private eye, but like a terrible private eye. <laughs> he was not very good. Um, <laughs> and uh, then Jameson kind of like Jameson. I think had hired him to try to figure out who Spider Man was. But he uh, he got, sucked so bad that Jameson started getting fed up and just volunteered him for some experiment that turned him into a Scorpion. And he became like big and strong and had the cool tail and everything. It's always an experiment involved. <laughs> you want to be a part of an experiment? Yeah. I don't know. Are we in the Spider-Man universe? <laughs> because that's the only way. <laughs> True. Marvel <laughs> is very science with their uh, <laughs> origin stories. <laughs> it's very true. <laughs> well, I went with uh, Adam Baldwin, who was uh, the guy who played... <laughs> yeah, he's not actually one of the Baldwin brothers, so... <laughs> like Alec and Steven and William. But uh, he was the guy who played Jane on uh, Firefly. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So I yeah. he was one of the Baldwin brothers, which is weird, but... Me too. Like, um, he seems kind of like it. <laughs> but I looked it up one time, it, and it's like, oh, and it, he is not one of them. <laughs> he has no relation. Lana, Lana, Lana. Lana. <laughs> Get away from me, Alex. Not one of you. <laughs> you have to say my name. Call him my name, man. But you're a white guy. <laughs> <laughs> you must be one of us. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> We've already recruited Ben Affleck. You're one of us now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I figured he could do a good job being kind of like the the dumbass private eye, but then also be a big strong dude when he turns into Scorpion. So, yeah, I can see that. That's a good call, actually. That's pretty good. <laughs> good call. Good call. All right. Yeah. Well. Um. So. Uh. I don't know. I kind of leave some of these ones up. To. I don't know, better choices in the past, but I guess we could do this one since uh, I'll just get this right off the bat. So we've got uh, Doc, uh, Dr. Octopus. 
Oh, okay. So some of these are ones that are, you know, like, I don't know, just kind of like redos, I guess, since they're redoing Spider-Man anyways. Um, I even did the Vulture <laughs> as well. <laughs> You're throwing out Michael Keaton? <laughs> So I'm just saying. So here we go. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't get a job anymore. Sorry. <laughs> but anyways, I know you've already filmed the movie, but you're out. <laughs> I'm not even giving you a shot, even though I want to give you the biggest <laughs> shot ever because I love you. <laughs> shot in the mouth. <laughs> that is not what I meant. Um. Alrighty, so Doctor Octopus. I'm not gonna lie, man. I loved Alfred uh, Molina as Doctor Octopus. I thought he looked perfect for the part, and I'm sticking with him. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> Bringing him out of retirement. <laughs> I don't even know if he's still alive. Yep. <laughs> yeah, he's still alive, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, when I was looking, for as many problems as I have with that movie, it's not with his performance per se. No, no, I did. I I actually liked him. I thought he, when when they said that they were bringing Doctor Octopus, I was like, oh sweet, I remember him. Like I used to have like a couple toys of him when I was growing up, like some action figures, and oh, I was nice. like, oh okay. And and then I saw that guy, and I was like, oh my god, this is like a spinning image of Doctor Octopus. And I thought he played a cool part too. I mean, that movie did suck, but I liked him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't really blame his performance, so you got a point there. Um, I went with Jared Harris. Uh he was on Mad Men for a while. He's been in a lot of things. Um he's kinda got that I think he's got a look that would be good for Doctor Octopus. He's kind of British and nerdy and <laughs> just kinda looks a little a little off. <laughs> You should huh. Google up a picture of him, and you'll be like, yeah, <laughs> he's definitely a little weird. <laughs> Hold on. What's his name? Uh, Jared Harris. <laughs> Have him pack on a couple pounds. I think I think you're there. Um, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I'm looking at the right guy. Is he a blind guy who wears glasses? Uh, yeah. Sounds about right. right. He's kind of got weird British teeth. <laughs> well, that's a given. <laughs> I don't know. I'd like to see it, I suppose. We'll see where that one goes. I just got a line that Philip Seymour Hoffman would play a good one, even though he's dead. <laughs> yeah, unless that post is dated like five years ago. <laughs> he would have been. I don't great, know why though. that. <laughs> he was yeah, still alive. I could definitely say he would be amazing. He would be my top choice for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you can put dead people on here now. It's fine. <laughs> we have the technology. They'll yep. just be cartoons like fucking Rogue One. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. <laughs> well, next. All right. Peeps. Um, do the lizard. Want to do the lizard? Ah, this is another one I didn't do. 
<laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right. Well, the lizard, I decided to go with brother of your best, bestest man in the world, Casey Affleck. Ooh, that's weird. <laughs> Why would he be the lizard? <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I mean, to play the lizard, really, you just got to be the scientist part. <laughs> We're not going to do this stupid bullshit they did in The Amazing Spider-Man where they give the lizard a person face. Like, that was fucking dumb. The lizard yeah, that was has dumb. a big old lizard snout face <laughs> and talks in, like, you know, a growly lizard tongue. So, uh, <laughs> really, wow. all you got to do is, is pull off being the scientist part, Kirk Connors. So I think Casey Affleck could do that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. I guess that's a good point. <laughs> Plus, it's Casey Affleck. I love that. Exactly. Guy. He's one step away from Ben. <laughs> he is. I, I love both of them, but I do love Casey Affleck a lot. Not like yeah, love, he's love. very he's very good <laughs> in a platonic way. I swear. <laughs> Kitty sports. <laughs> Predator. <laughs> I love, love them. Um, <laughs> yeah, good call. I agree with that one. To an extent. <laughs> All righty. So, my next one is... Uh, I'm, I'm really not going in any order here. Um, trying to think of oblong ones that... Oh, how about Sandman? Oh, Okay. I did this one, but I'm not over the moon about it, so you, <laughs> if you got a good one, I'm definitely open to it. So I will say this. I did like the person who played him before. I can't remember his name, but I did enjoy him. I thought he fit well. Yeah, I don't know. What do, three, what do you think about it? Three names, I think. It's like Phila Baker Hall or something like that. <laughs> I forget that guy's name, but. I thought it was um, Church. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Thomas Hayden Church. Okay, Humble I think it's Tom so anyway, Yeah. So, did you like him in that in the movies at all, or in that movie at all, or no? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think for being the Sandman, he was good. That movie was god awful, <laughs> but I definitely I would say he looks the part of the Sandman for sure. Yeah, I definitely. I, to me, I thought he looked the part, but the person I'm choosing is Tom Hardy. I think he looks the oh, part. He's big like him, and I I think he would do a good job. Okay. I like that. I can I can see that one. Mine I went with Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> I'm gonna old Dolph Lundgren. <laughs> He's good. <laughs> he was playing a, a Russian gangster on uh, Arrow this year, and he's good. He's solid. So <laughs> he may not have been a good Punisher. We're a good He-Man back in the day, but he's learned a lot more English since then. (laughs) 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 But if you want to go Tom Hardy, I could definitely be talked into that. (laughs) I'm not going to lie, man. I could have, I could have gone Dakota Fanning and still be that Dolphin. (laughs) What? <laughs> That's blasphemy. <laughs> no. You don't revive the Garden Cop and put Dolph Lundgren in there and try to make it a movie. 
You don't do that. You ruined everything. Well, that's not his fault. <laughs> he said yes to I the I can't blame him for that. <laughs> yes, I can. He said yes. He needs money. I don't care. That's not the way you <laughs> sell, your, sell yourself on the corner. You don't do <laughs> Kindergarten Cop 2 and destroy a whole legacy of amazement. <laughs> he fucked up. A not whole me. legacy of amazement. <laughs> All right, that's how hard he is. <laughs> and Dakota Fanning is his stand-in, or his runner-up. <laughs> if anything goes wrong. <laughs> and if something falls on her, too, then it's Elle Fanning. <laughs> her little sister. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> All, All right. right. Well, you mentioned well, him good. earlier, I think, before the show. What about – I don't think Go you ahead. did him, but Hydro Man. I definitely didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't even know he was a person. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> now, at least as he was always portrayed on the, on the cartoon show especially, which is where I was first introduced to him, uh, he was just kind of this you know, douchey dude uh, who always was chasing after Mary Jane and that kind of thing. Uh, I think she was like an ex-boyfriend of his or something like that on the show. Um, so I try to kind of go with a good, you know, just good a person who's good at being a real douche. And so I went with Glenn Powell from Scream Queens. He plays Chad Radwell, and he's just hilarious, and he's great at being a douche. So <laughs> that is my choice for Hydro Man. Got to give him like a mullet kind of a haircut, but <laughs> so he can look like Hydro Man, but. Other than that, I think it's a pretty, pretty good choice. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so, even though I don't know who the hell you're talking about. But perfect. Oh, that show is so good. Now Jamie Lee Curtis is in there. We've already had the discussion. <laughs> nobody, nobody asked for that. <laughs> no, no, it's true. But... <laughs> You don't have to look at her. There are a lot of other good-looking ladies you can look at. Well, of whom may come up on this list. Oh, all right. Carrie Fisher's daughter. Perfect. All right. So, my first. We're going to go with uh, Black Cat. Who do you got? Oh, that's speaking very, very well-timed. Because I've got Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy Lord. Yeah, I know you do. I I I did this on purpose. <laughs> All right. All right. I went with Christina Ricci. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> the yeah. one thing I worry about there is she's a lot older than Spider-Man. <laughs> well, she is now. I'm talking about Christina Ricci when she was in Casper. <laughs> Oh, we're going to build a time machine. <laughs> Go back and get a young Christina Ricci. <laughs> oh, my God, that's so great. <laughs> Even younger than Peter Parker, Christina Ricci. That's the one I need from the early 90s. <laughs> no, see this girl that's like 12 years old? She's a really good cat burglar. How did she get all these skills? Oh. <laughs> Casper. Stupid. <laughs> so that is my choice, is Christina Ricci. 
from Die Sucker 1996. <laughs> yep. <laughs> oh my god. Oh man. <laughs> Got a pencil in Billy Lord on this one. <laughs> Damn it. I don't understand. How could this have gone so wrong? <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Did you do uh, electro? No. I wanted to do electro, and then I wanted to put myself in there. Oh. Me. Well, <laughs> but I'm that would be an interesting choice. <laughs> But until you get your SAG card, I went with the Hollywood equivalent of Peter Jank. <laughs> Ryan Gosling. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, it's pretty much me anyways. <laughs> pretty much everyone says so. I'm sure they stop you all the time when you go down the street. <laughs> yeah, like, hey, Ryan Gosling. I was like, no, it's still me, Pete. <laughs> What's the gods doing here? <laughs> gods. <laughs> I'm sure that's what everyone calls him. <laughs> the guy's doing it. <laughs> All right, I guess I win by default on that one. I guess, even though they're easily confused. <laughs> True. Um, All right, I'm going to go with the vulture now. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you did this one. <laughs> I'm going to Why let not? Michael Keaton keep his job and his paycheck. <laughs> I'm just I'm just speaking out loud to like other people that could play these, <laughs> these dudes. I think okay. Michael Keaton's gonna do great. But after you know, just my experience with the T V show and a lot of pictures on Google, I think Ed Harris would play a great vulture. Okay. <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. Now I'm. That's I fine. do like. I can still give it this. Huh? <laughs> I do like Michael Keaton, but I mean, if he were not around, I would say that'd be a good backup. Good. Good. All righty. Well, who do you got next? Oh, uh, let's see. Venom. Oh, we're gonna go into the good ones now. Oh man, this is a tough one. All right. This was a tough one, but oh, actually, wait, Charlie. Yeah, I got another man. like out there one that I'll get to you before. Um, All right, Tombstone. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear. <laughs> All right, Venom then. Venom, Venom. Who do you got? All right. All right. So I said Charlie. I believe it's pronounced Tune, and it's the main character from Pacific Rim. Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Yeah. Also yep. that as well. That's who I was. Interesting. Interesting. I'm trying to picture that. I can kind of see that, I guess. That does kind of make some sense. I didn't think his acting was that great in Pacific Rim, but he was very good in Sons of Anarchy. Yes, I I agree that he's good on Sons of Anarchy, but he was not that great on Pacific Rim. But it's all right. He's got room for improvement. Plus, he's going to be mostly CGI anyway, so it doesn't really matter. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you do see his head come out every once in a while. Like, he'll, uh, you know, retract the suit back. Yeah. I went with uh, Channing Tatum. 
Yeah, that was a close second for me. I almost went Channing Tatum on that. Good call, I suppose. Anytime like yeah. Venom retracts his head head back, though, I always think of and I always see Topher Grace, though. Just, just. Oh God. <laughs> I don't want to. It's a nightmare. Oh, so terrible! I don't know what they're thinking with that one. Yeah, I I don't know either. Now I I still wholeheartedly think that Topher Grace should have been Peter Parker from the beginning. Not anymore. He's too old, but. He would have been a perfect. Yeah, you know what? That would have been pretty good. If they chose him instead of uh, Tobey Maguire, Toby or whatever Maguire. The hell his name is, yeah, <laughs> um, I, I think they would have had a, a way better movie because he's he's the, he's got that attitude, sarcastic. He was young. He's skinny. He's nerdy. Mm-hmm. He's perfect. Yeah, he's just a perfect yeah. character. Yeah. It doesn't make sense that they didn't chose him. Yeah, I could I could definitely see that. That would have been pretty damn good. Yeah. But no, they chose him to play Venom. <laughs> Why? <laughs> a big, beefy guy who's intimidating without even having the costume on. <laughs> I don't get it. <laughs> no, me neither. All right. Well, who do you go? Oh, who, who do you want to go for? I don't know. Chan Tatum is good, but I, I don't know if he can play, uh, I don't know, the sinister kind of dude. He's too lovable. That's the problem with Channing Tatum. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's We're, played villains and, and some weird stuff. I don't know. I've never seen him as a villain before. I'm not saying I've, it, it's never happened. I'm just saying I've never personally seen him as a villain. And everybody loves him. That's, the, that's another problem. It's like, he's a lovable guy. He's in Magic Mike. <laughs> that's true. I guess it could be kind of like uh, in the movie Passengers where, like, they're like, this sh- it really is a kind of a creepy thing, but since Chris Pratt's so likable, like, <laughs> he's too likable for this role. Yeah. <laughs> I can kind of see that. All right, we'll go with Charlie Hunnam for now. Sweet, sweet. All right. Um, Until we can right, get them both in for a screen right. test. All right, you ready for Hobgoblin? Now, I don't really know a whole lot of pre-Hobgoblin, oh. like, before he becomes Hobgoblin, <laughs> but just wait until you hear my choice. <laughs> I think it's perfect. You say <laughs> yours first, though. You're not going to beat me on this one. <laughs> All right. I think I will. Because <laughs> I got the ultimate. Now, the Hobgoblin, the original Hobgoblin, hey, they kept his identity a secret for a long, long time, and they did eventually reveal him as Roderick Kingsley, uh, who was like this older fashion magnate who also had underworld ties and that kind of stuff. Um, oh he's like God, an older man, got like, perfect. <laughs> got like white hair, uh, like a little scraggly white beard, kind of like a little white goatee kind of thing. So you might remember this from my, when I did this list in the, uh, the Nerd Corner one time. But I went with... The guy who was the voice of the Hobgoblin on the Spider-Man cartoon in the 90s. And would fit this bill perfectly, Mr. Mark Hamill. Oh, shit. (laughs) Damn it. That's so good. I didn't even know he did Hobgoblin, which is pretty good, actually. Yeah. Oh. It's it's a very similar voice to the Joker, (laughs) which is very good. I like to hear that. Oh, man. I thought I had this <laughs> one in the bag. Who do you got? Uh, 
I got David Spade. <laughs> He's got that horrible, crazy voice. <laughs> He'd be a very sarcastic hobgoblin, I guess. He would just be criticizing yeah. people's like <laughs> lifestyles. <laughs> perfect match. Perfect. I love it. Instead of causing crimes, he just like shows up and gives celebrity shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. What's up with you Madonna's saggy <laughs> arms? <laughs> oh, oh my God. All right. Yeah, Mark Hamill takes it for this one. <laughs> yes, thank God he's still alive. But just barely. <laughs> All right. You're next. All right. Uh, so this was the uh, kind of out there one I was going to do. Uh, tombstone. I have no idea. Did do I didn't even see that one. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> oh, okay. He was uh, he was kind of a childhood friend of Robbie Robertson uh, from the Daily Bugle. Um, he's like a, a black guy, but he's al- super albino, <laughs> so that his skin is actually like just plain white, like uh, you know, like actual white, not even like white person's skin, but white white. <laughs> and he's got oh. this like rock hard skin, uh, so basically he's kind of impervious to harm and that kind of shit. So, I went with Wesley Snipes. Oh, oh. Because <laughs> he's black. Yeah. <laughs> you paint him all white, and then you're good. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to look up what this guy <laughs> even looks like. He's not even in the top 25 best uh, Spider-Man films <laughs> of all time. That's crazy talk. He was a big character. He's one of the uh, like the mob kind of guys, kind of up there with like the kingpin and that kind of people. Huh. Oh, I see. I see him now. Um, guy's weird looking. He looks like the. He's got like the nose from uh, the pig face dude from Captain Planet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or pig face from uh, some forty one. <laughs> oh yeah, either one works. <laughs> well, all right. Yeah, you probably have to do some uh, little CGI on the nose there. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> all righty. That's lovely. Yep. No, I have no idea who that is. I've never even seen that guy before. <laughs> yeah, he was on the cartoon. He was in a lot of stuff. His daughter is the new Beatles. Fun fact. The new Beatles? <laughs> the Beatle. There's a villain oh. in the Marvel Universe called the Beatle. She's the new version, the new female version. Oh. Peculiar. Alrighty. Um, <laughs> I don't know. You want to do Kingpin? Um, I, like I didn't really do him, but... The Kingpin, they have a Kingpin in the Marvel Universe on Daredevil. Oh. <laughs> and he's he's amazing. Oh, it's that But who do you have? That's right. Yeah, oh, I had Darn Vincent D'Onofrio. Oh, yeah. yeah, that would that wouldn't be bad. But Vincent D'Onofrio is 
fucking killer. Like, <laughs> he's a, he's kind of the best character on that show. <laughs> and he's the villain. That's saying a lot. <laughs> he's just, he's so damn interesting. It's kind of like Walking Dead now, where, like, I'd rather just watch Negan the whole time. <laughs> I don't even care about this group anymore. Huh. Strange. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, let's see. Uh, well, who do you got next? <clears throat> um, want to do Carnage? I had a real hard time with this one. I got, I think, a pretty good guy for him. Cool. Who do you got? I'm so, excited. I got Barry Pepper. Um, he's in a bunch of like war <laughs> movies, uh, like Saving Private Ryan. He's like the sniper in that movie. Um, he's always I never really... saw it. Uh, oh, all right. Um, damn. He's been in other stuff. I'm trying to remember what else he's done, but essentially, um, he's usually that cool, calm, and collect concentrated like killer. <laughs> he's like he's cool, <laughs> cool, cool, could chew. Um, I don't know if you look okay. him up. I think he looks. Yeah, he kind looks of, like vaguely familiar. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, a lot of war movies, but I think he would be a great carnage because the war movies he's in, he's never that guy who's just uh, completely out of his mind. But deep down, you know he's what? out of his Like, he is <laughs> crazy. Okay. I mean, it's if good. they can pull that out of him and let, let him fully loose with the craziness in this movie, then that's perfect. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think good things. Yeah, yeah. Carnage definitely got to be things. way over the top with the craziness, but I could see it. He does look kind of crazy, so. Oh, yeah. He's got <laughs> he those just fully lets go. Crazy think. eyes. Yeah, <laughs> he does. That helps. Okay. Yeah, I had Jake Gyllenhaal, but I think this might be a better choice. Hmm. I could see this working. Yeah, I could see Jake Gyllenhaal always seems off. off. Like he's, <laughs> he's always a little weird. <laughs> Even when he's not playing like, a weirdo, he kind of seems a little, a little weird. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I like this. Very Pepper. That'll work. Work for me. Yeah. Good, good. All righty. Um, let's see. Who else do I have? One, two, three. Oh, Green Goblin. Oh, shit. I want to know who you have for Green Goblin on this one, because I think I made a good choice, but... I usually hate this actor. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well. Um well I mean obviously my dream scenario would be Brian Cranston, but I don't he wouldn't do it because he he has said that he wouldn't mind doing a comic book role, but he wants to do something that no one's done before. <laughs> There've already been, you know, two different Norman Osborns, so can't yeah. do that, I guess. <laughs> so I went with my old standby, John Hamm. God damn it. No, he would not play a good Green Goblin. <laughs> oh, he totally would. No, he wouldn't. He's got, he's got the badass businessman part down, Norman Osborn, and then he's got the over-the-top crazy part down as well, too. You've seen like, some of the comedies he's done. All right, prepare your anus. Here we go. You want to talk about a good <laughs> business guy and over-the-top? Matthew McConaughey. Oh... 
I think I, I feel like I heard something about that in the past that that was in talks or something that he was in talks to play that. But yeah, I could kind of see that. He'd have to drop the southern accent, <laughs> which might be tough. Yeah, that would have to go away. <laughs> I, we've seen him do it before, but I think he would totally do a pretty good Norman Osborne. I, like I said, I usually don't like this guy at all, but I really do think that Green Goblin, he's, he's got it deep within him. Yeah, you know, I, I don't hate that idea. He's uh, He, in the last couple of years, has really, you know, been strong. Uh, as a good actor, he's been in a lot of good stuff. Yeah. So I, I don't hate it. I can kind of see it. I agree. I agree. Yeah. I like that. All right. I'm ta- I'm taking a win on that one. I'm taking it. <laughs> All right. Maybe you might remember this one from when I did the list before, but Mysterio. Hmm. I love Mysterio. So he looks cool. Now, I have Mysterio on the list, but I could not put, I, I mean, I don't know him enough to put an actor on here. Like, I literally, I think he was, yep, he was the third person I put on this list. And when I was searching for actors and stuff like that, I just, I couldn't think of anything for him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you get it incomplete on this assignment. Yep. <laughs> That's not going to be the last time I hear that. I've heard that all my life. <laughs> well, uh, Mysterio, he was like a movie, you know, special effects guy who, uh, like, tried to rob them and, you know, tried to rob the film kind of thing. And uh, he went bad and that kind of stuff. So now he's using illusions and just tricks and stuff like that to to trick people and, you know, fool them into giving him money or getting away with crimes kind of thing. So I figure we get somebody with a cool-sounding voice to do him when he's in the costume, which is basically this big fishbowl head. But then at the yep. very end of the movie, Spider-Man busts his little fishbowl head open, and who is inside but Rick Moranis. <laughs> oh, yes! <laughs> oh, my God. That would be the greatest comeback ever. It would. Oh my god! There's a little roll. He doesn't even have to show up for very long. But oh my god, all, man! It was all an illusion that he was this big cool dude. Oh my really god! It's too so Rick Moranis. Right? It I makes so him. much sense. I love him. <laughs> yep, I'm so okay with that. Oh yeah. Yep. That is right. beautiful. Good. I think I only else? have one left. Yeah, Harry wow. Osborne? No, I don't have him. This, I mean, this was tough. Because <laughs> you got to kind of go around the same age as, you know, Spider-Man. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think you, you won't hate this idea. I decided to go with Charlie Heaton who was uh, the older brother, Jonathan, on Stranger Things. Oh, okay. I agree with that. Yeah. I think that could work. He was solid. Yeah. I'm good with that. That's good. I like it. I think they're about the same age. Yeah. That sounds about right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Good. 
Some good stuff. Sweet. All right. Well, I think that's it. Another movie. (laughs) You know, movie we should do, or what we should do next time we do one of these casting things. I hear rumors that they might be trying to do another Street Fighter movie. Well, then the obvious thing to do is to tune in next week. (laughs) (laughs) We'll be doing that soon, I'm sure. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Damn it, I really want to do that kind of thing. And when we come back, we also got to do... my top uh, movies of the year and my worst movies of the year. Ah. And then I'll come up with a list. That definitely yeah. didn't see nearly as many movies as you did. <laughs> I think I saw three. Three whole movies. <laughs> Not 98 movies. <laughs> I wish some movies would have came out this weekend so that it would have been worth my while to just like plow through a shit ton of movies yesterday. <laughs> get to a hundred. I told you, man, you should have just seen Moana. <laughs> man. The Rock will sing to you. He will sing to you and you will <laughs> like it. You're like, I, I enjoyed this. <laughs> the Rock can sing to me more often. <laughs> yeah. All right. I yeah. think we've got like, you know, 30 seconds until. <laughs> oh, is you true. Booted. <laughs> All right, everybody. Well, I want you guys to have a great, happy and great New Year. Hopefully, everybody was safe yesterday and not too crazy. But uh, without further ado, this has been another amazing episode from the original Janksters. My name is Peter Jank. That's Kevin Jank. And I want you guys to continue flipping your tip and have a great rest of your weekend. Thanks for listening.
it's time. It needs to be said. I'm sorry to be the one to inform you, but man and womankind has unfortunately been pronounced dead 